It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said. Done. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is September 14th, 2021. My name is Phil Frost. I'm an expert in editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can follow me on Twitter at PhilipRR underscore OND. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we're going to talk about the Magic sophomore players. We've done some player comparisons and in, in, uh, in the past. Uh, I've been meaning to get back to that series. News keeps popping up. Uh, but we're going to talk a lot about uh, what to expect from the Magic second-year players as they uh, enter this critical season uh, for a team and a critical spot for them coming up here in just a moment. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all to check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like there's podcasts here covering the land of magic with excruciating detail, there's podcasts covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on, I don't know who, the, the, the Milwaukee Bucks, the defending champions, the Phoenix Suns, the defending Western Conference champions. Doesn't matter who in the NBA. You can even check out the NFL podcast. Get the lowdown on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers after their big win Thursday, or the Miami Dolphins after their big win Sunday, or... Well, you know, whatever's left of the Jacksonville Jaguars at this point. No matter who your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MOB, or College 2, there is a Locked On podcast for you. Just search for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Don't forget to check out the Locked On NBA podcast as well. Tuesdays on the Locked On NBA podcast, it's East Meets West. Wes Goldberg, beat, Warriors beat writer for the Mercury News and host of Locked On Warriors, and David Ramil, good friend of the show and host of Locked On Heat, tackle the biggest NBA stories of the day, coast to coast. Follow the Locked On NBA podcast wherever you get podcasts. It is really, really rare, even for a team in the position the Magic are in, that you have three rising sophomores or three rookie players on your roster. You know, I, I will say this probably plenty of times before the season begins and certainly t- during the beginning of the season, especially with the way the schedule's set up. I am, my biggest concern with this Magic team is that they are far too young. Now, I, I have been actually pretty happy with the veterans they brought in. I think Terrence Ross, Gary Harris, Robin Lopez, Michael Carter-Williams, and Etuan Moore are a solid group of veterans, but... As you can tell with the number of veterans that are on the roster competing for playing time, 
there's going to be some young players that don't play, and that's going to upset fans, and that's just going to have to be reality this year, that that, that not everyone's going to get their chance to play or, or play as much as you hope. The Magic have these promising players, though. Um, I, I do really like and do really think that the Magic have plenty to play with and plenty to work with. Um, all three of these players, Cole Anthony, Chumo Kiki, and RJ Hampton, showed in their rookie years that they can compete at the NBA level, that they can hold their own on an NBA court. And that's, to me, when you're a rookie, that's step one. You know, your potential, your ceiling, that's stuff you could figure out later. The first season is usually such a huge whirlwind. Finding comfort, finding or finding the ability to carve out a role is really important. I know people hate that I say this about the draft, but my goal in the draft is to get an NBA player. And I think the Magic got one in Chuma Kiki. I think the Magic got one with Cole Anthony. And I think the Magic found one in RJ Hampton. But all three players are not set in stone, um, if that makes sense. Um, I think that they still have a lot of room to grow. And in order for them to be part of this team's future, because it is so young, because it is so uncertain, they have to grow significantly. Um, they have to kind of keep going on their progression. Uh, and I think that's what this season's really about for them. Again, this, this season's not about wins and losses necessarily. It's about how the team progresses and grows and how the team uh, improve, how individuals improve and what that means for the team context if, if, they, if they can. Everyone often says that the, a player's biggest growth comes between their rookie and their sophomore season. They've been through the NBA ringer once. They've they've kind of felt what it what it feels like to go through a season. They now understand the level of competition. When you go in, go in as a rookie, yeah, you you go in so blind. There's no way to prepare. You're going from a 30 game college season, if that, to an, an 82 game or in last year's case a 72 game NBA season. It's a much different battle, and every rookie goes through their growing pains. So the question will be, how do they react? This time around, Cole Anthony's obviously been the has been the player that's played the most um, and got the most experience last year. He really, really um, stepped up in some big ways, but looked like a rookie in many others. Orlando certainly turned to him as a starter much sooner than they hoped for, uh, and he had his struggles. But as the season went on, he did get better, and again, that's to me the most important thing. Anthony averaged 12.9 points per game with 44.9% effective field goal percentage. So he had his ups and downs. We saw him really step up in key moments. The win against the Minnesota Timberwolves, his game-winning shot there, was a thing of circumstance, which is good. You want someone to be able to step up when the ball swings to them. And, and the ball swung to him there. Terrence Ross had fouled out. There's a rebound. The ball got outletted to him. He, he was able to get the rebound, get down the court, and make a shot to help his team win. It's a huge, huge moment. But to me, the, the game-winning shot against Memphis and his play against Cleveland was really more the clue of who he is and who he can be. In both of those games, A, Cole Anthony was the driving force, him alongside RJ Hampton were the driving forces in beating the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, but in the win against the Cavs, with the team scrambling and struggling to hold on to their lead, he was the guy that settled them down and made the big plays. Uh, honestly, the shot against Memphis is great. The play to me that stands out about Cole Anthony from last year was his layup that sealed the game against Cleveland. He had to shoot that over Jared Allen, over a shot blocker. Tough, tough running layup. Not an easy shot to make. 
And it was more about securing the win than anything else. Cole Anthony had these moments, and these moments are things that he can build on. Now, obviously, there are still flaws. Cole Anthony is not the best playmaker, although his assists did bump up as the season went on. Again, another sign that he was improving. Um, so his playmaking, his passing still needs to improve. Defensively, he was a rookie, but we still don't project him out as a strong defender. When you look at player comparisons, his pre-draft comparisons were all to scoring guards like Kemba Walker, Patty Mills, Austin Rivers, and Mo Williams. A 538 player comparison tool after last year compared him to Johnny Flynn, Emmanuel Moutier, and Mike Conley. Those comparisons don't quite fit, and obviously with rookies you have a much smaller data set, so it's harder to figure out where a player is progressing. But I think that should still signal how precarious Cole Anthony's role or how, how precarious Cole Anthony really is within kind of this NBA infrastructure, within the NBA ecosystem. Because he could still turn one way or the other. I have no doubt that Cole Anthony worked extremely hard this summer. We've seen plenty of uh, social media postings and, and videos showing him work, working hard. But unfortunately, the only taste of basketball that we have of him was Summer League, where he struggled a month immensely. Seven and a half points per game, 28.9% shooting from the floor. Now, we've seen Cole Anthony play on a bas- on an NBA floor before. I'm not super worried about those stats. He was playing off the ball. Um, very clearly, they were having him focus on other things. He was much more focused on his defense, which I thought was much improved. But it doesn't pretend to Cole Anthony being a starter at the end of the day. It doesn't pretend to Cole Anthony you know, taking a, a humongous leap. Now, that obviously can change because it is Summer League, and who the hell wants to trust Summer League? But Cole Anthony obviously has a floor now. The question is, has his ceiling lowered? Is it, What is his ceiling? Where is he ultimately going to go? What the Magic need to see from Cole Anthony this year is improved efficiency in three-point shooting. He needs to show that he can play a little bit off the ball because the Magic are so stacked at point guard not every point guard is going to handle the ball. And he's got to prove that he can hold his own defensively. At this point, I think he slots in as, as kind of the sixth or seventh man on this roster. He's going to come off the bench. Uh, and that is going to be an adjustment for him too after starting almost the entirety of last season. But Cole Anthony is always proven to be adaptable. He's always found a way and the Magic just needs someone with a scorer's mentality. And if there's one thing Cole Anthony proved last year, it's that he has that. We're going to talk about the Magic's other two rookies, starting with Chuma Okiki coming up here in just a moment. But first, a word from our pals at Sweatblock. Look, it's Florida. I live in Florida. I don't know if you do, but here in Florida, it is still ridiculously hot. It doesn't matter if it's overcast. It doesn't matter if it just stopped raining. The humidity will kill you. That's the reality of Florida. That's just how it goes. So if you're someone that walks around outside, just even getting from your car to the office, there's a chance that the humidity will get to you and that you will be sweating through your shirt. Sure. And nobody wants to see that. Nobody wants that. You don't want it. No one wants to see it. it it's terrible. You need a solution to solve this problem. That's why you should use Sweatblock antiperspirant wipes. Sweatblock is stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. You simply apply it at night before bedtime, go to bed, the next morning you wake up, wash, go about your day without worrying about sweat, guaranteed. I know this will sound too good to be true, but you literally only have to use sweat block once or twice per a week, and it keeps you dry the whole time. 
No more pitting out. No more picking your shirts based on which one will hide. Sweat better. If you or someone you love is dealing with this, you have to check out Sweatblock. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with promo code locked on or at Amazon and CVS. Again, that's 20% off at sweatblock.com with promo code locked on. This podcast is also brought to you by Direct TV. Does this sound familiar now? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login so you can watch whatever's on that premium channel uh, that you want to watch. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again, and the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Street. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. So now we move on to Chuma Okiki, who, in my opinion, I think is the the, the software that's best set up for success. Um, Regardless of what Chuma Okiki actually becomes and what his ceiling might actually be, I feel like Chuma Okiki has the clearest path both to playing and to carving out a role in the NBA. He doesn't have to be a star. He doesn't have to be any of those things. He can play just as he played even last year, of course, continuing to improve as a a young player, uh, and, and still make a mark in this league. No, Chumo Kiki was having his ACL recovery season, and, and we're going to reference back to Chuma's season last year plenty of times this year as both Markel Fultz and Jonathan Isaac Crowder from their ACL injuries. The, the issue, as I've said num- numerous times with ACL injuries, is not that you can't recover from them. You certainly can. The issue is time. It takes time to recover, and then it takes time to recover full strength. So in reality, this will be the first season that we will really see Chuma Okiki. And again, throughout the course of last season, you could see the confidence building in him uh, throughout throughout the entire year. Okiki averaged just 7.8 points per game, four rebounds per game, and had a 49.2% effective field goal percentage. There were lots of ups and downs. He had a, about a two and a half, three week stretch in March and April where he just could not shoot. Um, he was shooting sub 20% from three. But very clearly, he, he has a decent three point shot. Um, I think the Magic are very confident about how that will develop. Uh, and they believe he could be a really strong defender. There were plenty of moments last year, too, where he showed hints of his offensive ability. Um, it really, with Chumo Kiki, I feel like a lot of it is just getting him out of his shell. Um, you know, there's there's sort of a, you know, there, Chuma gives off this vibe that he's very shy around people he doesn't know and, and doesn't necessarily assert himself, but teammates love the guy. Uh, and it certainly feels like if he has the confidence in himself and the confidence to go out there and play his game, he's going to be extremely successful. Okiki is still this huge mystery, though. Um, no one really knows what he's going to be. Is he going to be 3 and D players? Is he going to be a little bit more? The Kawhi Leonard comparisons are more about his personality um, and demeanor on the court rather than his actual play. I don't think he's quite that good, but Chimo Okiki still has a lot to, to work on this season. And really what the goal for Chuma should be this year is to carve out that consistent role. He needs to really place himself in this magic lineup and make himself 
make himself this really valuable player. Um, you know, there's really no other way to say it. He has to make himself super valuable to this team. And obviously, that's a whole lot easier said than done. Um, Okiki really found his place. Um, you know, the Magic probably felt comfortable making the deals they did because they were so high on Okiki and what he could become. Granted, they also did a, did draft Franz Wagner, which leaves a lot to be and quite a lot, lot to question too. But Okiki has done enough to really give you some confidence uh, in what he can do and where he can fit in. Again, so much of these guys, Cole Anthony was a, has been a star his entire life. He's going to have to learn how to be a role player, how to play off the ball. Chuma Okiki can be a role player immediately. And that's part of what's attractive about him. Again, picked 16th in the draft. You're not expecting a 16th pick to necessarily become a superstar. Now they can. You don't, you don't reject it if it does, if he does. But Okiki really does have the hope to become a two-way player. Okiki's defensive numbers look great. According to Basketball Index, Okiki recorded one and a half steals per 75 possessions. That put him in the 94th percentile in the league. And 3.2 deflections per 75 possessions, putting him in the 86th percentile. His defensive Raptor came out to plus 1.7, which considering how bad the Magic were defensively last year, is certainly a positive sign of his potential. A positive sign that he can indeed take that next step up, that next step forward. So, there's at least that little bit to begin to build, build around and begin with. Again, just a little bit doesn't have to be a lot. Okiki still has work to do, though. He has to become a much more consistent three-point shooter. He has to become a much more consistent player. And yeah, he has to put the injury firmly behind him. He had little knocks throughout the course of the year. He had the the ankle bru- the uh, bone bruise at the beginning of the season and then was shut down during one of his better games, actually, against Cleveland with a sprained ankle. Okiki's going to have to show that versatility, too. Uh, Steve Clifford was very hesitant to play him outside of the power forward position. He didn't want to play him at the three. Certainly didn't want to play him at the two. Wanted to limit and limit his role and make him comfortable before expanding him out a little bit more. And that was obviously uh, a big part of Okiki's story last year. But there's still a lot to work on. There's still a lot to grow. And there's still a lot that Okiki can do. Where Okiki fits into this lineup is still the big mystery. Uh, a lot of people have penciled Chuma Okiki in as a starting small forward. I think that that would be a good spot for him too. But nobody really knows. Um, he's going to have to play for his spot on this team as much as anyone else. But Chuma Okiki has a very, very bright future. We'll talk about RJ Hampton coming up here in just a moment. But first, this episode brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com. You have that warehouse in your pocket and a whole lot more. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for more than 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you can need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts, parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. 
This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. One more sophomore to evaluate. Yeah, there's three of them. RJ Hampton. Uh, for me, RJ Hampton has been one of the more difficult players to back in. That's not just because we have such a small sample size with him. Um, we saw plenty in his time with the Orlando Magic last year. He's obviously extremely fast, and really learning how to control his speed, I think, is going to be one of the bigger tasks of his career. Uh, he is a decent three-point shooter. His percentages weren't great last year, but if you look a little bit deeper, he shot extremely well from the corners, and... Honestly, his summer league shooting performance was really impressive. Really solid uh, three-point shooting. A lot more confident three-point stroke. As both he and Cole Anthony just seemed... That did work. They weren't going through the motions, but they were willing to take a backseat uh, during summer league, which certainly disappointed some fans who wanted to see some wins, but uh, they, they were clearly working on some other things. However, you know, a lot of Hampton's numbers last year do come with a little bit of a caveat. Um, yes. He won Rookie of the Month in May. He averaged 11.2 points per game, shot a 48.2% effective field goal percentage in his 26 games with the Magic. But a lot of his numbers came when the game was already decided, more than 15 points out. And it's something we discussed a little bit earlier this offseason about Hampton. It's not to take away that he did it. Um, You know, I'd rather Cole Anthony score 39 points against a, you know, bench team, against a lineup of bench players, than not be able to score 39 points at all. The fact that he can do it is a sign that he can do it. Um, so it's not bad. I don't think these numbers are bad, but if you're out there expecting RJ Hampton to suddenly become that player, the context is necessary. And so now we got to grow Hampton into that player, into that role. Um, figuring out where to put RJ Hampton is going to be the most difficult task this season. Um, his fit on the roster is a bit strange. We saw him play a lot of small forward at Summer League, and frankly, I I did not like that experiment. Um, I think it will be an experiment that continues out of necessity. I think the Magic will play him a lot at the three this year. Um, But I felt like he got overpowered at times against bigger forwards, uh, against bigger guards too. Um, And so that's going to be something that he's going to have to continue to work on and develop as the season goes on. To say the least, though, RJ Hampton still engenders a lot of excitement. There's a reason this kid was one of the top high school recruits in his class just two years ago. Um, why he signed a professional deal in a great league like the NBL, and yes, while he struggled there, still found a place in the NBA. Again, a rookie year, you just want to show that you belong on an NBA floor, and when RJ Hampton finally got the chance with the Orlando Magic after the trade from the Denver Nuggets, he looked like he got his chance. He looked like he belonged. Um, there was plenty to see and plenty to like and plenty to invest in and build with. But of course... The next step in the process is R.J. Hampton taking that step himself, becoming 
that player, uh, becoming the guy that the Magic want, um, or the guy that the Magic need to develop and grow. Um, and of course, that's a lot trickier. Um, I, I don't have a, a clear answer to that. I don't have a clear answer on how R.J. Hampton fits in the long run. A lot of that's just going to come down to good old-fashioned player development. Is R.J. Hampton going to take the next step himself? Is he going to be kind of the, the creator of his of his process or of his next steps? And that, of course, is a, a major, 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 major question. Um, Hampton still has work, um, undoubtedly. Um, but if you look at his player comparisons, he's compared a lot pre-draft to Dante Exum, which I thought is a really good comparison. Exum, before his knee injuries, was really fast, not a great shooter, Great playmaker. RJ Hampton's not a great playmaker yet, um, but really fast and, and a solid, and had the potential to be a really good defender. Um, Hampton and Exum have very similar athletic profiles. 538 player comparison tool compared Hampton's season to Troy Brown Jr., Javaris Crittenden, and Kevin Porter. So you see a little bit of a mixed bag there. I don't think he's Kevin Porter. I don't think he has quite those scoring instincts. Um, but again, none of those guys are really top end rotation guys. So Hampton still has a lot to prove. And obviously last year, Stats are going to be really misleading because he essentially didn't play half the season because he was in Denver. And then not only that, was also recovering from COVID for a little while as well. Hampton is someone that I think the Magic can believe in. Um, you know, they're, 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 with the way the Magic's roster is right now, there is no reason not to be optimistic about any of these guys. Why would you be pessimistic about any of these players at this point? It's a blank slate. And so Hampton has enough to say, Let's develop him. Let's build him. Let's give him an opportunity and see what he does with it. And then as you make decisions about how to sculpt and carve this roster moving forward, that's when you decide, well, Hampton doesn't quite fit what our vision is, what we're hoping to do. It's not easy. And obviously, so much of what these three players are going to have to do is going to come on the court. We can't sit here and predict it because, frankly, all three, Chumo, Kiki, Cole, Anthony, RJ Hampton, their ceilings still feel so uncertain. We don't know where they'll ultimately be. Now, do either of those do any of those three players look like superstars at this point? No, absolutely not. I think Jalen Suggs proved at Summer League that he's the guy, that, that he's kind of the main guy on the roster, that he's the best player of those three. So certainly there's going to be some adjusting uh, and some supplanting that's going to happen as the Magic bring in new talent and bring in new players. But all three of these players prove that they can play at the NBA level. And the question is, how high can they go. And it's going to be one of the more fascinating questions that gets asked and answered this season. Well, that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the places on the podcast to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me again on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. And for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily, where I'm again posting the OMD poll of the day. So be sure to answer that question as well. Be sure also to check out the Locked On Bets podcast. Betting on the NBA doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast, hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts. That's going to do it for me, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily, Locked on Magic, this is going to be a crossfire. We'll see you next time for another episode of Locked on Magic.
Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.